Welcome to Mission Uplift. This is Jen, and it is a joy to share today's episode with you. If you've been keeping up with us over the past few weeks, you know about our uplifting Advent series on the new Mission Uplift YouTube channel. We started off in week one when Christian Williams shared all about hope. In week two, we heard a message from Brandy Benson on peace. And then in week three, Angela Sirocco shared on joy. This past Monday, the four of us came together for the final week and chatted about love, which you'll hear a portion of today. It was the last week of uplifting Advent, but this is actually just the beginning of Monday Night Live Streams. So stick around to the end and hear about what's coming up during the month of January. But for now, enjoy uplifting Advent, a discussion on love. We're all sitting here, cozy, you know, just having a conversation. I, I often say with the podcast, I I want the podcast to be like you're coming in my virtual living room. You know, my friends here have all been in my living room of my old apartment when I lived, you know, we lived in the same area on campus. And I loved being able to have people over, sit on the couch, just chat. Sometimes it was laughing. Sometimes it was eating Chipotle, <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, there were tears and there was always a time of prayer. And so I, I, I have always wanted the podcast to be that kind of kind of virtual environment where I'm inviting you just, just hang out. You know, it's, we're just chatting, chatting and learning more about Jesus, growing in, in Jesus. And so it's amazing to be able to have this YouTube experience where we can actually see each other and, and chat a little bit about love. And so we hear the word love all the time in so many different contexts. And so it's easy to lose the wonder of love. Yeah. When, you know, we're talking about, I love watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I do. Um, <laughs> Marvel fan. Um, yes. I love the fact that I can wear sweatpants every day. You know, mm. I I love the fact that I found a recipe where I can have vegan queso. You know, like these are all things that I'm so quick to say I love. And, um, and yet the love of God that we acknowledge this time of year that God, who is love, sent his son to come to earth to be love and to extend that love. And then we have the opportunity to also extend that love to others. Mm. That's different than the love I have for my sweatpants. <laughs> you know, That's, there's no comparison at all. And um, so tonight we're just going to, we're going to look at First John 4, just going to kind of read through a couple of verses at a time. And even stop to, you know, think about like what we're reading in this passage, but also how we can see the last few weeks through the lens of this love. We talked about hope and peace and joy. And yet, if we did not have this foundation of the love of God, what would they be? Could they even be the things that we talked about without the love of God? And so I'm just going to read a couple of verses and we'll pause through and, and chat about it. And before we do that, I am going to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you and I praise you for your great love. God, that you are love, that you have demonstrated a love in a way that we never, ever, ever could. 
Thank you that love brought you to earth. Thank you that love went to the cross. Thank you that love rose again, God, that we would have love and life eternal with you, Lord. And so I pray tonight that you would open our eyes, if it's a scripture we've read countless times, that even like Brandy reminded us to open our eyes and our ears and our heart, Lord, that we would be able to receive from you in a fresh new way, that we would have a glimpse, uh, a different perspective of your love tonight. And so I pray that you would lead us and guide us and pour out your love even in this gathering right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we are going to look at 1 John 4, starting at verse 7. Starts off and it says, Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And I'm going to stop right there. In my own natural humanness, can I even fathom this kind of love? Um, and I think it's so important, the reminder, how even it says a few verses later, we'll talk about, we love only because he first loved us. And mm -hmm. for us to really be able to even share that love, we can't do it without grasping. To have an idea of, okay, this this is this is not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. love. <laughs> this is not sweatpants love. This is a love that is supernatural. Mm. And I wonder... Maybe even, you know, kind of as a springboard looking at this scripture. When when did the love of God kind of come alive? And I know a lot of us have have grown up in church, been around church. And but has there been moments, even if it wasn't the first time, where it just came alive to you, where your eyes were open, where your ears were opened, where um, it just became incredibly alive and real to you. Yeah, I think um, earlier before, you know, we, we went live and we were having a little fun conversation and we were talking about if we had superpowers and I was like, I want my control. And I said in that, in that statement, I said like, I recognize my own depravity enough to know that if I could, I would want to control people still. And yet, like with that being said, I find myself in relationships where I like, I love people. Like I, there are people in my life. I love like would give my life for, but that is held in tandem with, if I had the opportunity to gain my control and control them, I would. And, <laughs> and so like, just I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm point, I promise I'm point. Yeah. My point with that being said that even the love that I have that I would give my life for these people 
like that doesn't outweigh my depravity. And I think when I had like the first time I had that thought of like, if I had superpower, it would be my control. It really like grounded me like in the roots of what it means when when Paul says in Ephesians, like even when you were in sin, when you were a trespasser, Christ died for you because I'm like, you know, I'm a believer in Jesus. I am filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit. And I love people so much so that I there are people I would give my life for still in that. Like that love is still not Christ-like love. Like there is still a limit in my capacity. Yes. And so even when I have moments like that where I'm like joking around, where I'm like, if I could do this, I would. Those are the moments where the Holy Spirit is like, that's why you need me. Because (laughs) like even on your best days, Mm -hmm. you, you show the worst of yourself. Yes. That's funny you should say that, Christian. I was reading something about the Sermon on the Mount yesterday and the um, love your enemies and turn the other cheek and go the extra mile and all that stuff. And I was thinking about how that's just like such the basic level of what Jesus, like that's his introductory message, right? Jesus is telling us. Yeah, yeah. And like when I was like reading in this book and they were like, we don't do that. Like we, we just don't do that. And, mm-hmm. and I don't do that. And I, I do nice things for the people who are nice to me and I don't, you know, like, but how, and it's the hallmark of what the basic level, that's what Jesus did. He, he came kn- knowing he was going to die for those who were hostile towards him. And the longer I know Jesus, of course, like everybody, there's ups and downs in our relationship with him. But the longer I know him and the more I know, I'm like, wow, I'm always amazed at what I've, what I'm learning that I didn't know before and think like what an idiot I was back then, whenever it was. And then whenever I happen upon a journal or something that was happening from when I was a kid or when I was 20 or when I, and I'm like, I'm amazed at my capacity or what I thought about God then. I don't know. It's just interesting how like, he has carried me and touched me all along the way and hasn't let me go and has shown himself to me in ways that I actually keep forgetting, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I mean, it's right along that line. I remember one day um, I was at church. I can't remember if I was in college or I was in that time where, you know, you think you're grown, but you're not really. Um, And so (laughs) I remember my uncle made, uh, he suggested (laughs) that um, we were having a testimony service, right? And at that point, I had always been an observer of testimony because we, we judge how good our testimony is based on other people's, you know, and mine just wasn't, you know, it, it, I didn't feel like it was up to par to share. So I get up and I start talking and processing while I'm talking because I wasn't expecting to talk at all. And I just started talking. And while I was talking, like I could hear myself, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't know the scripture at the time, like we overcome by the blood of the lamb and our Mm -hmm. testimonies. Like I didn't know that, but just hearing myself saying how God loved me, it, it, it was like, wow, I didn't know that God was doing that for me. You know, I thank my uncle. Cause I'm like, if he would have never gave me that push out there, 
who knows how long it would have been before I could have experienced the actual tangible love of God. Mm. Like I felt him um, that day. Mm. And that said, sometimes we feel like, oh yeah, you know, we have that moment and then, you know, like you shoot off and, you know, you're a super saint. And of course <laughs> <laughs> that isn't the case. And so that's how I know God loves me too. Like we had that moment <laughs> and then, um, you know, you get out there and he just draws you back and accepts you back. And yeah, so over and over again, I've been able to have those little moments where yeah, my mm-hmm. eyes and ears and heart are open to what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think when jo- when Jen was talking about the wonder aspect, mm-hmm. I think I think like one of the most beautiful things about being like an intimate relationship with Jesus is that like those moments are like never one and done. It's never mm-hmm. like at the moment of conversion I had a moment of wonder, but like yeah. the spirit of God is so good and good yeah. and beautiful that we consistently have those moments mm-hmm. where our wonder is reawakened and alivened. And like, that is so good not to be stagnant in, in the relationship with Jesus, that it just continues to grow deeper in mm-hmm. intimacy in pursuit of him. Mm-hmm. And we have those sweet moments where we're just kind of like, oh, like mm-hmm. again, so yeah. just emboldened by the majesty of it all. Yeah. 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 It's funny, you know, I feel like with us, we having this revelation of God's love is our testimony. Mm. Even when you, Brandy, you mentioned verse in revelations about, you know, overcome by the, the blood of the lamb and the word mm. of our testimony. And I, Angela, you, you referenced that even last week when we were chatting, mm-hmm. we would not be where we are. We would not be able to show any kind of love to one another without this kind of understanding revelation of who God is, what he's done, that he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. And we can hear that a gazillion times. And until the spirit of God makes it real to us, there can be such a disconnect. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, love is the thing that has to compel us. You know, we can't do these things in our own strength. We can't try and do good deeds. Like we're limited in how much we could do it without this understanding that came from a sacrifice mm-hmm. that came from a sacrifice that should have been ours. I don't even, I can't even wrap my mind around the love of God, but I think mm-hmm. that our first kind of revelation, it coming alive, it is our testimony, you know, all of us as we're, as we're looking back. And I think back to, you know, I grew up in church. My dad's a pastor. My grandfather was a pastor. Mom was a teacher in a Christian school. I mean, I there is never a time in my life where I did not know about Jesus, where I had not heard about his love. And I had people all around me who were examples of that love and demonstrations of that love. And yet I chose to run <laughs> in a completely other direction. And I remember and you know, this is the 90s. So this is, you know, throwback over here. But (laughs) I remember there was a time when I was completely off the wall. I mean, drugs, guys, you know, just you name it. And I would, when I would come home, I would be driving and I would listen to some of my parents worship tapes, like cassette tapes. (laughs) Uh, And I would listen and I would weep. It was like as if I was hearing it for the first time. 
and I didn't want to get out of the car because I almost felt like, well, if I get out of the car, it's going to stop, you know? So I would drive up and down the Long Island Expressway from like (laughs) (laughs) Brooklyn to like, you know, deep in Long Island coming home back to Queens. You know, I, I realized that his love is everywhere and I could be in his presence even outside the the Jesus fish van, I used to call it. But it just, I remember in those seasons where it just be, it came alive and it was like the things that I had heard my entire life. You know, we can hear about Jesus on the cross. We can hear about the resurrection. We could know, okay, Easter represents this. But apart from the love of God, it doesn't even make, I mean, it doesn't make sense. It's it's yeah. kind of like it's it's crazy. <laughs> you know? I think I think also like you know, and John is talking John in his epistles. He's you know talking about you know God is love and like how can you say you love God and hate your brother? And I'm always like harking back to when Jesus said, you know, the greatest commandment is that you love the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul and your mind. And the second is like it that you love your neighbor as yourself. And I and I and I remember thinking maybe about a year ago when I was thinking about this passage and I was like trying to, you know, make sense of it. And the Holy Spirit was like, I don't need you to love me like I love people. <laughs> and the Spirit of God was like, I don't need Christ like love. There's nothing wrong with me. God was like, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not flawed. I'm not sinful. Like, I don't need yes. Christ like love. Yes, yes. people who need Christ like oh, love. Oh, my goodness. It's like, you want to love me? Love people like I've loved you. And I was like, oh. Because I think I think in my, you know, knowing Jesus and because I grew up in church and all that kind of stuff, is that I have like this flawed expectation that to love God means I have to love God in the way that he loved me. Mm. And I'm like, no, that's that's backwards because God doesn't need the type of love that he's shown me. Mm-hmm. That's not that's mm-hmm. not what's necessary required. I love God by demonstrating Christ like love to other people. And even in the, even in that, like the Lord knows I'm flawed and imperfect and sinful mm-hmm. and can't do it right. Ergo, I'm going to send the comforter who's going to help you. And even in sending the spirit of God to indwell us as believers, I'm like, that's loving. I think we so often, so times stop at like the cross as like the ultimate yeah. picture of God's sacrifice. Yeah. But like, no, God's love is fully even more so realized when he sends the comforter to help us mm. do it. That's good. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about that God is love and all the things that we say we love and then, but God is love and we cheapen love with all those things like you were talking about earlier, Jen. But like how, when God first reveals his name to Moses and he says, I am, mm-hmm. because he just, and there's lots of deep things to go into with that. But the, the essence is he just is, there's no, there's no striving, there's no becoming, there's no getting better. It just is. And so the fact that he is love, that's, that's just what it is. He just embodies that. It's his essence. It's his nature. And so to to know him will know love. I don't know that we get the fullness of like that he sent his son. And I don't know. Yeah, the fullness of that. Yeah, just the I am statement of what God is saying. And like, you know, that's, that's a period, but also a comma. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
like mm-hmm. what you're saying and we don't get the fullness and the weight of what that like that passage in Romans 5 where it's like yeah. scarcely would a person like would a good person die for another good person mm-hmm. and you're reading it you'd be like I'm so confused I don't know what what does this mean yeah. yeah yeah and it's easier to think of God as a judge and mm-hmm. as like the rules and the you know and but the fact that he tells us he is love is what's compelling and what draws us. And like Jim, when you were saying um, like it was the worship tapes and you were weeping and he drew you in times of rebellion, there was a period in my life where I was just mad at God and I just didn't want to talk to him. I didn't want to have anything to do with him for whatever reason. I still would go to church. Uh, I worked some weekends. So the weekends that I had off, I'd go to church and we did communion every week. And there was something in me that I knew I couldn't take communion because I I was real mad at him. I didn't want to have any part of this body and blood of Jesus stuff. But I would run to the bathroom every week during communion just weeping. Mm-hmm. And during that time, when I look back at that time, there was never a, what's the matter with you, Angela? Don't you get what I did for you? Don't you get that I sent my son for you? Why are you like... Why are you shaking your fist at me? Who do you think you are? It was it was never that, which he had every right to be like that with me. Mm-hmm. Instead, it was a drawing and a compelling and a gentleness and mm-hmm. love that ultimately drew me and broke down those walls. It wasn't yelling. It wasn't shame. It wasn't guilt. It was love, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I have to say, um, just to come back to how we we look simply to the cross, right? I mean, it's one of the reasons that I'm glad that we celebrate the Christmas season because he did not just come for the cross. He came for everything up until that point and after, you know? Mm -hmm. And the fact like this is love, like you, you, you were talking about earlier, Jen, like he was in perfect communion with the Father and the Holy Spirit. And he, they had everything they needed. They did not need us. <laughs> and yet, not only did they create us, but he says, just so you know, I know what you're going through, right? I'm going to leave my perfect communion. I'm going to leave the space where I have no needs. And I am going to come down and be with you and experience what you experience. I mean, the trauma of childbirth and the just the everyday traumas of, you know, your body's growing before your mind, right? Like you're, when you're a kid, I mean, it's so confusing growing up, you know, I think because mm-hmm. we're grown, we forget that mm-hmm. like, okay, you're, you're five foot tall, but you're only six you know years old and how gangly and awkward you feel and are and he did all of that just so along every step of our way you know he could be a light onto our path right Mm -hmm. because i've walked this road too so um and when you think of that love like i'm going before you so i can make this way for you and just so like every every time you fall you know, when the, when the woman who's caught in adultery, right. Mm. Um, when he looks up and he says to her, where are your, you know, accusers? Mm -hmm. Does none, you know, don't, 
and he condemn you. And she says, they, they're they gone. <laughs> the Holy Spirit convicted them. They ran. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> he says he says to her, neither do I. And, yeah. and Angela, you were saying that we often think of him as the judge. Yeah. But he says, neither do I. Go and sin no more. You know, that's that's God, right? I'm I'm not here trying to throw you into the pit. I'm here to try to lift you out of the pit, right? Joseph, yeah, you're down. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I'm I'm doing something. And mm. I'm one of the things he's doing is lifting us, right? Now we now we are heirs and co-heirs. Now we mm. uh, you know are seated in the heavenly places. What? I was in a pit. I was, you know, on my best day, I'm sick enough to die. And yet he says, still, I love you still. Yeah. I was, as you were talking, I was thinking about that passage. I think it's in Romans eight, where it talks about like, God is like holding back his wrath from the world. Yes. And every time I like cross, I, cause I think we, we have this judge like mentality. Yeah. And then you find that little passage where you'd be like, oh, hmm. <laughs> like, just, oh, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot <laughs> you were holding back your wrath, Lord. Thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I forgot about it. It's really not that bad. It's really, it's really, um, and there's so much grace and mercy in that. And even like him holding back his wrath, even like God's righteousness and his justice, all of that is born out of his love. Like his, mm-hmm. like God's desire for justice comes from a passion to rescue the world from sin and depravity to create a space where us as creation can live and flourish and all of that is because of his love like mm-hmm. and it's not compelled it's not like god is like being forcefully compelled by this part of his character it's like his own voluntary choice like god decided i want to lavish my love on something flawed so i'm gonna make humans like that's, that's, what, that's what god decided to do and then he was like because I just uh, decided to lavish my love on these flawed humans, I'm going to be glorified in by volunteer, like volunteering to go down there and go through puberty. Like if I was, yes, like, why? Like, you know, you know why? Like what? Why? It's the God chooses to do these yeah. things, and I think I think that's why the hard part is like for us to understand is that like for us, love is born most of the time out of what we get in a relationship. Sometimes you know it's something you love somebody who clearly can give you nothing like infants, you know, but you know what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say, Um, but, but God chooses, like he just chooses to, that's, Mm. that's what he chooses to do. And then also he chooses not to change his mind, which I think Mm. is even the more dope part. Like once he chooses to love us, that's it. It's fixed. And that he loved the entire world. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. there's, I think that um, we live in many circles, even within the church, trying to get God's love when it's something that already exists. We are already loved by God. Mm -hmm. And I think there is, because uh, love is so transactional and and imperfect (laughs) in this world between people, it's so easy for our human nature to strive to try and get something. Meanwhile, it's, it's done. And so for us to not live for the approval or the love of God, but to live loved mm. and to actually live with the assurance of God's love. And then now from there, we go out from there. We love others. And I love Christian, how you had said how like God just made real to you 
I'm not expecting you to love me the way I love you. Go and love my people. You know, and I think like even looking at, you know, in First John 4, those kind of verses in 11 and 12, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. And, you know, Brandy talked about how God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit, they've already lived in community. They are love, <laughs> you know, have, you know, expressed that love. Jesus came to earth and lived 33 years loving because he's love. And it's, it's interesting because we do strive to try, try to be Jesus. I think sometimes to be God, to try and, but to simply just extend ourselves in a way, remembering the love of God, remembering that we are already loved and to be able to now love others in that way, realizing he loved the whole world. So even the person who has hurt me, he loves. Even the person who gets on my nerves, <laughs> he loves. And you know yes. what? I got I get on people's nerves and I have hurt people. And so I am loved. Like you said, it's fixed. Even when I make mistakes, it's not like his love was only okay for salvation, but then anything I do, the cross was like not enough. Like it's enough. Mm -hmm. Period. And you know, just thinking about loving others. You know how later on in 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 this passage, God is love. Verse sixteen: Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. And verse nineteen: We love because He first loved us. We have to camp out there if we don't have an understanding. He invites us to ask. It's not like He's mad, like you said, Angela. It's not like when you walked out crying. He's like, get your act together. Yeah. He invites us to ask. You know, it, I think it's Psalm 17. I came across when David prayed, show me the wonders of your great love. I think that is something that it's okay to pray. It's okay to ask if we don't get it. He longs to 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 reveal that love to us. Mm. It's It's not like it's a, oh, you didn't get it this time, you're out. Yeah, there's this passage in Zephaniah. Um, I think it's chapter three, verse 17, where it talks about how Zephaniah is prophesying to Israel about how like, what's it gonna be like when God makes all things right again, like in the end and he, you know, Ephesians twos it and creates in himself one new humankind. And it says, um, the Lord will be in your midst um, he will rejoice over you and mm. with gladness and he will quiet you with his love. love. Yes. And he will exalt over you with loud singing. And I found this passage the other day when I was doing something for work. And I was like, this needs to be my little life verse because <laughs> like the idea of God like singing and dancing and mm. rejoicing over me and quieting me, like quieting all my fears, all my doubts, all my insecurities, all my worries with his love is like, is like the picture that I need <laughs> most, yeah. most days to make yeah. it. Because, I, mm -hmm. because we do have this like vision of God being like super like taciturn and neutral. And I like, 
and like sitting, like sitting on a throne with like this like neutral stern face. And I read, I, I read, not I read, I heard from a psychologist who recently that our brain actually perceives neutral facial expressions as a threat. Huh. And wow. when I heard that, I was like, that actually makes so much sense about how people Smiling relate to God. Yeah, because we mm. have this vision of God just kind of sitting there with a very neutral, yeah. passive face. And our brain actually is like, that's scary. Like, that don't, I don't want that. But if we can turn that image into a God who is singing and dancing and rejoicing over us, that mm. is a much more accurate picture of who God is and what he desires in relationship. Like, God wants to sing with us. Like, he yeah. wants to dance over us. Like, mm. that's what he wants to do. He wants to quiet mm -hmm. us with his love. And most of the time I'd be like, no, nah, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared because I have the picture of God that I have is not that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. I mean, when it's you were, really when good. you were receiving that, I, I mean, that is for me, the, the picture of a father, right? He, he gave him, he told us that's his name. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and he wants us to see that way. But I mean, I have a 18 month old, and we do all of that. <laughs> like if he, if he falls, you know, cause you know, he's at that point where he falls and we'll just start crying because he thinks that's what he's supposed to do. And what we'll do is start just making noise and clapping and dancing around, right. To distract him from what his, he is perceived as, you know, this painful thing or, you know, you coo and you sing and you, he's a good, good father. And yet we, we do when we see him, we think of this harsh, stern, judgmental thing. And I, I was just thinking when um, Jen was like, I love my sweatpants and you know, I love um, Marvel, which yes. Um, so, <laughs> but I think too, like that is not outside of God too, right? Um, if all of creation um, can show his glory, right? I love my sweatpants because they're comfortable and they're comforting. You know, I love Marvel because of the wonder, really, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I don't think it's outside of him to use these things that we um, little love, right? To point us to his big love. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. um, when you think of that verse also in Zephaniah, right? What we can do, you know, minimally, he can do in abundance. Yeah. And so when, when I see this picture of, a, a dad like he is he is you know so much bigger his love is so much bigger than than like um she said our flawed love so. mm -hmm. mm, it's good that is i listen when i saw endgame in the theater i was like ready to run outside and preach the gospel okay I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yes i was like it felt it felt like when everybody came back, I was like, this feels like the resurrection. Like, that right? Right? <laughs> and said, Jesus, where is he? And even they came just out of the bubbles, you know. I was they like, came, oh, the, light, the light was shining. I was like, this 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 guy got the hey. narrative written out. Yes. Captain America picked up Thor's hammer. I was like, I see what y'all doing. Yes. yes. I did. I did. I said, I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I like we don't yeah. uh we're human so we we have to find something to compare in order yeah. to like learn you know yeah. and yet nothing can compare to love yeah. God, but yet he still uses these things like you said his comfort you know and the wonder mm -hmm. and 
it makes us think mm-hmm. like if this is earthly comfort yeah. if this is earthly wonder can we even begin to imagine the wonders of his love mm. yeah the comfort it, of his love yeah well and even in human relationships right like he built us to have human relationships to have love for one another and and that's a picture of him in in his love in the trinity like they yes. the trinity is is love in essence we're we were created out of that love we have the capacity to love other species don't that we know of i'm sorry if i'm gonna step on the dog people here but um, <laughs> I, I think my dog loves me but you see, know. okay great <laughs> yes. but maybe not biblically like, but and maybe all dogs will be in heaven i don't know but <laughs> that's, that's a whole other tangent i don't <laughs> But I think even in that, in the human relationships, like there's, because our love is imperfect, but God's is not. Mm -hmm. So when human relationships fail us, when I fail other people, that is not a picture of God's love, like that he's going to fail. It's the opposite. It's that Mm -hmm. imperfect love is a taste of the perfect love we have in God. And it's to drive us to him to experience that perfect love, you know? Yeah. yeah. I like that. I, mm-hmm. Cause I think, I think that comes in with like reconciliation that we have in human relationships paints. Mm-hmm. It's like a fragment. It gives us like a mirror image of like the yes. greater recon- the cosmological reconciliation that happened yeah. between yeah. us and the father with Jesus, because I was reading this article. Now I'm sounding like I, I read too much. <laughs> so I was like, I, I do that too. Article. I was reading this article and it was talking about how like Muay Thai fighters train by like kicking trees. And so they like kick trees so that their shins like get like fracture and then harden over so they can get used to like kicking humans or whatever. But when I was reading this article about people like volunteering to like basically fracture their shins by kicking trees to like train themselves, I was like, that's like what happens in human relationships that like, we hurt, like we do something to one another and we hurt one another. And then when we choose to like kick against the tree again, um, to like come back and, and after reconciling and come back together, it like, it gets stronger. And so some of my deepest relationships that I have are relationships where we had conflict and then we reconciled by being committed to like the unity of like the body of Christ. Like we reconciled and that created like a deeper, more sustaining relationship and I think that's when it comes in when I realize like the immense level of like, you know, because we think about this, you know, Christ died like for our sin. I'm like, yes, he did that so that you could be reconciled to the father. Right. Like, right. Like, that's the bottom line. <laughs> like that's why he did that. Yeah. So you yeah. can be in relationship with the father, which is why it's like, yo, like repentance and sanctification comes in because it cre- it like strengthens your ties to the father when you're like, yo, I messed up. Let me yeah. like try to do it better next time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I think in those terms of like you were saying, Angela, it gives us like a taste or like a mirror image of or, or like a fragmented image or something mm-hmm. of what God is doing like almost said biggerly, but that's not a word. Um, but what God is doing, like more so. Um, yeah, and it all just points us, it just all points us to him. And so I have to remind myself sometimes, I'm like, God, like Jesus did not just die so I could like 
you know, have a good life or be happy right. or get a golden ticket to heaven. Like right. he did yes. it so that I could have a relationship, relationship. with God. Like yes. that's why he did it. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely. When you're talking, I just have all these hymns going through my mind. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, what a party. <laughs> Sing it for me. Yes. 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 Glory, glory divine. divine. Glory divine. Yes. Good. That's good. Yeah. Well, it's like grace and mercy would, what would they mean without us having an understanding of our sin, you know? But then on the flip side, if we start off with just like, we're sinful, but we don't know that there's an opposite, you know, um, then it's like, well, what does it matter? So it's that contrast. We need that contrast in, in order for us to really kind of grab hold of and understand the magnitude because grace is not amazing if we're perfect there's no need for it and it, it's reconciliation I'm, I'm so glad that you said that christian because i think that for many people who kind of on the outside looking in and see people who go to church in the natural without a revelation of who jesus is it's like why did this guy die on a cross you know and it's and it wasn't just to be a martyr, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it was so that we would be reconciled to him and experience his love forever. And because of our sin, we would never be able to have that mm. without Jesus' sacrifice. And so that's why we can love. That's why we can rejoice. That's why we can be in awe. That's why we can share this love because we have a relationship. Which I think, you know, it, it says like, um, you know, show the compassion that you've been shown. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when he, when he says love, even your enemies, right. We were his enemies, mm -hmm. right. Yes. We were enemies of God. Like we were not on the salvation train. We weren't <laughs> like forward in his mission or cared about his glory, you know, mm -hmm. And everything we did was actually drawing ourselves, but others also away from him, mm -hmm. away from a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And yet he saw us, me, and said, I love you anyway. And I love you so much that I'm going to pursue you, pursue mm -hmm. your heart. And so when I think of loving my enemies, I don't believe that when I have an enemy or somebody who considers me an enemy that I have ever pursued their heart. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like not just, okay, I'm going to treat you. I'm not going to treat you bad. Right. Which is mm -hmm. my default. I'm not going to, I'm not going to disrespect you, even though I don't respect you. Like mm -hmm. Christ goes further and God goes further. The father goes further. And he says, not only am I going to treat you kindly, I'm going to pursue your heart. I'm going to pursue relationship with you. I'm going to pursue reconciliation. And so I, I'm thinking, you know, of just some of the relationships that I was just like, that I excused away, right? Mm -hmm. Like you say things like, you ain't saved. And so I'm gonna just put you over here. You're in this <laughs> box, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what we do, you know, in the body, but even outside the body. I'm like, okay, I, you know, you're going to make You're canceled. my religion. Yes. You're canceled. You're canceled. 
That's a and whole I other. That's a whole yes. other YouTube night. <laughs> yeah, and I just think like that is not godly. You know, how mm -hmm. many times could I have shown Jesus to somebody just mm -hmm. by you trying right. to be like him? <laughs> yeah. right. right. You're right. right. Because yeah. I, like our default is like, okay, I'm just not going to treat you bad. But God yeah. is like, no, nah, that's not what I told you to that's do. What I actually what told you to do Urgh. was to love people who curse you and persecute you yes. and, and slander you. That's what I told yes. you to do. I told you to be like Hosea and go marry Gomer. Uh, <laughs> You'd be like, that, I ain't really trying to do that. <laughs> I don't think that's God. Look, <laughs> like, I have this divorce right here. Like, you know. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm so glad you said that because it actually puts yeah. into framework, like in the Old Testament, where God is calling Israel an adulteress. Oh. Isn't this? But, yeah. it, but he's still yeah. he's still chasing them down. <laughs> yes. But like all the prophets yes. basically saying, you know what? You ain't nothing but an unfaithful spouse. <laughs> And God's like, but I ain't gonna divorce you. I like, ain't gonna I'm divorce still you. Still chasing you down. Yes, thank right. you, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. And when we stop to think about that, I mean, it is overwhelming. It is overwhelming because mm -hmm. that's what we deserve. Mm -hmm. You know, our righteousness is like filthy rags. Yes. And to have that to experience the love of God, to know who we are apart from the love of God. I think sometimes it's, we, we have to remind ourselves of that. Not only the of his love, but who we are apart from that love. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that we'll ever tire, you know, of we'll spend eternity and still can keep going with being able to grab hold of the love of God. It just, it doesn't make sense in the natural, mm -hmm. but he has, reconciled us to himself and that that's christmas boom amen that's christmas amen i think that you know we've we've taken these last uh, several weeks and I've, i'm so grateful for everything that each of you have said and when we and for those of you who haven't been able to see uh, catch the replays please <clears throat> catch the replay and and look at it through the lens of the love that we're talking about tonight. Consider the hope, the, the fact that like Christian shared about lamenting and trust, his love invites us to lament. It's his love that, 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 you know, so that we can seek him, that we can choose gratitude, that we can draw near. We wouldn't be able to do that if we weren't loved by God. Yeah. And really in these last few weeks, we, we just wanted to share about the hope and peace and joy and love of Jesus. And I'm grateful for the way that God led and the Holy Spirit led and orchestrated each week because I feel like our eyes were opened to the hope and peace and joy and love in a different way that was not necessarily traditional. You know, I think our eyes were open to really think deeper um, about what does that mean? And and our prayer for all of you is that you would experience the love mm -hmm. of God. Because this is our last week, which is sad that it's coming to a close because I'm, I'm loving this. I want to give each of you the opportunity, if you have any closing kind of thoughts from this whole experience and wrapping it up with the love of God, you know, 
um, if you have anything to share, knowing that this is the last time, you know, that we'll all be together in this, in this way, you know, I want to give you the opportunity to do so before, before we pray. This has been a, a great couple of weeks. And I'm, I'm grateful for that opportunity to, to share, to share Jesus. These are all women who love Jesus and love people. And, um, brings me joy to introduce introduce all of you well thank you jen for this opportunity it has been so fun to be here with y'all every week and to um join in to hear what everybody had to bring and it just was a sweet time to take concentrated time to focus on jesus and advent so thank you so much for all of this yeah what what angel is it like this has just been <laughs> this has been great I've had a lovely time. Thank Me you. too. I mean, I think we've all said that for, you know, um, Jen, to see you, um, a friend of mine put it, uh, living your purpose on purpose mm -hmm. um, is uplifting. And uh, yes. yeah. I thank you. And just, I think just, just to, um, one thing that I just took from this whole experience is that Jesus is the gift, right? And so when we're looking for the wonder in Christmas and we're mm. looking for the joy, the hope, the peace, the love, just open that up. Mm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, That's good. That's real good. Guys, I'm going to, to close in prayer. And also I want to thank you, you all who have tuned in, who've watched. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All of you. It has been a gift to be able to, to just gather around in my in my virtual living room <laughs> and and just chat about Jesus. Father, thank you. We love you because you first loved us. And Lord, we thank you for your great love that. In these few moments, uh, we've been able to, to ponder on, to consider. Lord, thank you for reconciling us to you. That we, who are believers, that we have a relationship with you. God, I thank you for this time of year where we can be reminded that Jesus is the gift to be reminded what this season is all about, to know that um, hope is not a fleeting wish, to know that peace is not impossible, and to know that joy goes so much deeper than something that happened and made us happy. But God, that you, because of your great love, you have come and you have through the greatest sacrifice ever, Lord, you have demonstrated your love. That while we were still sinners, you, you died for us. And Lord, I pray for all of us who know you, God, that we would, we would walk in that love, that we would be reminded of that love. Lord, that we would pause to consider that we would take moments like this. Lord, you, you don't want to hold back in demonstrating that love. You invite us um, to ask the questions, to, to seek you. And so I pray for just a fresh revelation of your love in this Christmas season. 
that we would be able to enter in not stressed out and trying to get stuff done, Lord, but that we would remember your love and that even in loss and hurt and pain, which is so real, Lord, that we can experience your love in the midst and experience uh, Christmas in a new way. And Lord, I pray for those who, who may not know you or be in relationship with you. I pray, God, that you would sing over and quiet them with your love. Lord, where there's so much often going on in our minds and everything can be quiet around us, but inside it's not. I pray that you would quiet people with your love. Your word says that your love and kindness is better than life itself. Lord, that doesn't make sense in the natural, but by your spirit, you're able to open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to see that love, a love that invites all of us to be in relationship with you, God. And so I pray that you would draw by your Holy Spirit people to experience that love, the greatest gift, the greatest gift. Mm. Lord, thank you for who you are, for all that you've done and you continue to do. And I pray blessings over my my sisters and my brothers, Lord, those who are here live, those who will stumble across this video, God, that your love would be evident and experienced, embraced, God, and ultimately that you would be glorified. We love you because you first loved us. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Uplifting Advent has come to a close, but Monday nights are not coming to a close. I want to invite all of you starting in January to come back on Monday nights. And throughout the month of January, we're going to be talking and learning uplifting prayer. And so I invite all of you to to join us January 4th. We'll be off next week, but uh, come out. We'll have a new new group of friends, awesome women of God, and just going to grow in the area of prayer. I think it's a great way to, to start 2021 off. You're all invited to come to Uplifting Prayer. As we close, I just want to read a prayer that Paul prayed in Ephesians 3. It says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Amen. Thank you, Christian, Brandy, and Angela for your words of wisdom. And thank you to all who have watched on YouTube and listened here on the podcast. As I mentioned, Monday Night live streams will continue on YouTube in 2021. We're starting off the year with a month of uplifting prayer. We'll have teaching on YouTube on Monday nights and testimonies on the podcast on Thursdays. So mark your calendars for the first night of teaching, January 4th, 2021, 
at 7 p.m. And be sure to follow Mission Uplift on social media. And please have a very Merry Christmas.